fresh news hits no everybody for stop what they do then come bro can't talk about it that's why i hit y'all with the message man oh so you you hit up the group channel it's like yo man i yo, said yo man this is hot news <laughs> we, need we to gotta talk, talk. About it. we need to talk and talk about it we shall welcome to an extra time episode Charlie, but the news they come quick and fast so the news they come quick and fast Dude, i can't keep up but yeah uh extra time episode recording on a monday evening there's only really one topic i mean we can we can delve into the other piece of news which has come out jose Mourinho being relieved of his duties as tottenham manager but before that <laughs> i think it was yesterday I'm trying to remember the time i think it was either before or during 11 45 11.45. No, no, no. They, that's when they released a statement. But the news came out earlier during the United game. Because I think they would discuss it at halftime. That there was news about to break from a certain uh, number of clubs. Their, their intention to break away from the current European League format and form their own league. Now, I am joined on the pod today with uh, Corey... Kawawa and Smiley. We wish we got more people on, you know, just so that we could talk about it, have everyone's stance on it, and even discuss what it is in, in, in general. But you make us guys, how how you guys do? How you guys do? Our lives are changing before our very eyes. So <laughs> Smiley is always bringing the drama, but okay. God damn philosophy. <laughs> philosophy come dancers. I, I, I shock. I hey, bro, Max. But yeah, only only really one thing to talk about today. Uh, the Super League. Uh, this is a breakaway league that wants to be formed by 12 founding or 15 founding members where they would invite or grant access to five other clubs to play a tournament, a tournament style uh, competition, you know, over a set period of time between August till May. And they want to use the midweek slots, which uh, European clubs normally use for the Champions League. Now, the Champions League uh, or UEFA have even come out strongly, 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 strongly prohibits clubs from uh, breaking away from their their competition to form their own little group. Now, there's a ver- there's a myriad of reasons why these things are happening. So. We'll try and take it step by step. We'll, we'll explain first and foremost what this league is, um, the clubs who are in it, the tournament format, and we'll have a discussion on, from you guys as to what you think about it. But first, I want to read the statement which came out from um, <laughs> a Super League. Uh, 12 of Europe's leading football clubs have today, Sunday, come together to announce they have agreed to establish a new midweek competition the Super League, governed by its founding clubs. AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Real Madrid, and Tottenham Hotspur have all joined as founding clubs. It is anticipated that a further three clubs will join ahead of the inaugural season, which is intended to commence as soon as practicable. Going forward, the founding clubs look forward to holding discussions with UEFA and FIFA to work together in partnership to deliver the best outcomes for the new league and for football as a whole. 
The formation of the Super League comes at a time when the global pandemic has accelerated the instability in the existing European football economic model. Further, for a number of years, the founding clubs have had the objective of improving the quality and intensity of existing European competitions throughout each season and of creating a format for top clubs and players to compete on a regular basis. The pandemic has shown that a strategic vision and a sustainable commercial approach are required to enhance value and support for the benefit of the entire European football pyramid. In recent months, extensive dialogue has taken the place with football stakeholders regarding the future format of European competitions. The founding clubs believe that the solutions proposed following these talks do not solve fundamental issues, including the need to provide higher quality matches and additional financial resources for the overall football pyramid. Now, the format is 20 participating clubs with 15 founding clubs and a qualifying mechanism for a further five teams to qualify annually based on achievements in the prior season. Midweek fixtures with all participating clubs continue to compete in their respective national leagues, preserving the traditional domestic match calendar which remains at the heart of the club game. An August starts with clubs participating in two groups of 10 playing home and away fixtures with the top three in each group automatically qualifying for the quarterfinals. And teams finishing fourth and fifth would then compete in a two-legged playoff for the remaining quarterfinal positions. A two-leg knockout format will be used to reach the final at the end of May, which will be staged as a single fixture as a neutral venue. Now, this should continues to go on about how you know they'll launch uh, a women's tournament later the money which is involved and whatnot but then the money which the 15 initial founding members will be sharing will be somewhere upwards of 3.70 billion euros gentlemen the floor is yours <laughs> to take shots at everybody I'll start with our prestigious star boy. <laughs> make, make a noise, man. Smiley, dear. My back is my back is. Oh, um, um, so um, I think that I'm I'm very much against this. I I don't think that it's a it's a good way to run football. Uh, I think that you know, this is just foreign influence. And when we when I talk about foreign influence, I'm talking about the the Americans who have who have come into football to try to make it something like their module where there would be no relegation no promotion it's just a league that is just there for you know uh, the best teams to play against each other and stuff i can understand the club owners in the sense that teams like manchester united teams like arsenal and and tottenham city and and you know juventus and stuff they all want to play in the best games if if you look at Arsenal, for instance, it's been, it's been a while since they played in the Champions League in, in, in an instance where they've not been able to qualify. But looking at their stature as a club, they have the resources to, to play in a league where, you know, they have the money and they have the, the, the resources and the wherewithal to be in that kind of league with the, with the other big boys. Albeit the fact that they've, they've not been able to qualify for the Champions League proper. And they feel like they have to be playing against some of the of the big boys someone will say so why don't you qualify but i mean it hasn't been that easy in in a um, in a in a competition like the english premier league so this is where the clubs who have the most money the most resources have a say juventus wants to play the big games barcelona wants to play in the big games barcelona play 
Real Madrid and they see how much money they rake in every year when they play those games. Imagine if Barcelona have to play um, a team like uh, AC Milan. Every year they play AC Milan, say, say twice in a year. They know how much they are going to make from that. So, so on that level, on that scale of money and, and how much they are going to make and everything, it makes, it makes so much sense that you know, they, are, they are trying to call for that. But I am all for, for competition in football. I mean, if, if, if the football is not competitive enough, then, then what are we looking at? And, com and comp competition I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the, the big clubs competing against each other because, of course, there will be competition when the big clubs are playing. But if you look at the, 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 the joy of watching football at this stage is, you know, sort of seeing clubs like Leicester City when they did it in 2016, coming into the, league, the Champions League, winning the English Premier League, a club like West Ham United who are knocking very hard on the doors uh, of, of Champions League football this year. It makes it all exciting. And, you know, now that these six clubs, I'm using the six clubs because, because in England, um, you know, it's, it's the most watched league down here in Ghana and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to use them as a case study. So if these six, six clubs are going to, you know, exclusively break away from the premiership and play their own kind of league and then the others will also follow suit playing and trying to get into the champions league it's it is not really going to excite anybody because you know a club like west ham united would want to beat a club like arsenal to get into the champions league ahead of them a club like leicester city like last season they wanted to beat manchester united to get ahead of united to get into the champions league and it would have been a really exciting time for them so you know it, it, it doesn't call for for proper competition and, and proper you know football structure like we've known it for many many years for the money is good the big clubs want it but for competition for the fans for 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 the excitement of football i think that it just takes a little bit away a bit of the soul that we know of football it takes it away from it and um, it wouldn't be too great if something like this should happen well, sir. <laughs> the one who called for this uh, emergency podcast mr lampe you, 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 you dogged all adults into come and say, why are Arsenal talking like they're for day there? Well, to be very honest with you, when, when this day started from yesterday when I first, the news first broke to this morning, and when it, when it first started, I was firmly on the fence. I'm just like, this is this is different, okay? Um, let me get all, all the facts and make my judgments and, and so on and so, so forth. But as the day proceeded, uh, more and more news came out different agendas came out you got to know a lot more about what the super league was was about and as the day has proceeded until this evening i'm leaning more and more towards against so i can understand again i can understand the the big clubs they feel as though they are they are the ones doing the work in terms of everybody wants to compete against us so we pull in all the revenue we pull in all, all, all the viewership and stuff and then we get a very little slice of the pie. And a lot of them, are, um, the, this Big 12 decided to back out mainly because they, they they started projects based on promises from UEFA and FIFA, based on fair play, financial fair play and all of those things. And basically none of them have done any of that. FIFA or UEFA have not talk, uh, walked their walk the, uh, the walk the talk they were talking because... A lot of clubs are now in debt. They have unsustainable models because they were promised certain things and now they're just like, Charlie, then let's go and make our money because it's what they're not a help we. 
So I, I don't think any of them are good, whether the owners or the or UEFA or FIFA. I think they're all corrupt. And one person is whining because they're losing more money than and they see another person gaining it. But overall, would would you use the word would you use the word corrupt or I don't even want to use the word greedy. They, 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 they understand what it's a they stake. Understand their it's value. a lot of money. No, it's, it's, think, a, it's a shit ton of money. they understand their value. And like, like this evening, I was hearing that um, the clubs for, for the matches, for the Super League matches and all of those things, they want you to pay a pound to watch on your phone. They want to bring it to your phone where you can watch the games on your phone and stuff. And I was telling, uh, before before we came on, I was talking to Spanish, I was telling them that it, they get 400 million views for any tournament or any match that they're playing. If 400 million people pay a pound, that's per game you're getting 400 million pounds. Like, that is a ridiculous amount of money. And that is what is motivating all, 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 all of this. But honestly, what they're, as Carl was saying, football was about competition. It was about the, the, the uncertainty of it. Hey, what's, what's, what, I, I need a big, I need to beat this team to be the best. I, I need to be recognized as the best. Once there's no competition, once there's there's no competition, there's no the best. It's just there's no reason for me to 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 push my, my, my myself. I mean, if I know I can't lose, I don't care what happens in the game. I just they come out, try show some skill, and then go like it, it doesn't matter. But you have to be able to lose something. Something has to be at stake, and competition is what breeded that. If you're guaranteeing me a certain amount of money, a certain a certain spot in in a league, why 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 should I care? It takes away the whole essence of sports. It takes away the whole essence of football in itself. I don't also want to watch Real Madrid versus Barca ten times a season. It's 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 what about how many times they want to play? It will get boring. Nobody wants to see it. the 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 nice thing about those games is that once in a while they pop up and like oh crap, dude, I need to watch this game. It's going to be a hectic game. If it's every day, uh, when Barca played Real, they played a lot of times in a classical, like in different competitions, back to back. The viewership for those matches dropped after, I think, the second game. The third and fourth were horrible. Like, people were just tired of El Clasico. Okay, who won? Oh, nice. Pa, 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 pa. So, for, for me, I don't think it's a smart idea, but I think they're doing it because they want change. They want more money. And you, you need a catalyst, man. So, you, you, honest, you honestly need to prompt. You need to do something vigorous. The timing of this, five, the, the Big 12, five of them are in semifinals. This this CC season, the U the the UEFA uh, the Europa and the Champions League. If you take out those five, there's no competition. Then, but then the whole thing has just been waste. Then and, and then what? You see, and so all of these threats is emotions. The guy feel hurts. The 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 UEFA guy he feels hurts and things. You talk on emotions. Somebody needs to take the mic away from him. But in all honesty, it it, it doesn't make sense to me, and I I really don't think they should do it. That's my stance. Yes, non smiles the third. <laughs> It'd be like everyone they wait for you because you there, you, you where you get the most. Uh, and yeah, then people for left the rest of the episode for me. Anyway, me, I try to look at these things very objectively because Charlie, every time someone proposes any sort of change, people always want to jump against it, stand against it because Charlie, that's the natural human emotion. But the thing is, these people what they've done is that they've taken a genuine concern that they had 
which was about the money being distributed by uefa and everything and they've added their own personal agendas to it and they are still trying to package it as if they are trying to address that particular concern but they've just taken advantage of the situation to flip the whole thing over in their advantage and lock a whole bunch of teams out it's quite it's very funny how for example in their statements that Kyo was reading they mentioned something about preservation of their domestic calendar and everything when in essence what they are doing it would probably kill the domestic football leagues one time take the premier league for example maybe for the other leagues it might not be the same but for the premier league for example if you are not in the title race the next best thing is the the race for uh, the champions league places the top four race so it's the race for the title the top four race and then probably the relegation battle you have those three things to look forward to the relegation battle that one is for a certain group of teams the top four races for a certain group of teams the title races for a certain group of teams now if you take the top four race out of the equation it means if for example by december you're a team like arsenal by december you're 30 points behind man city yeah out of the yeah out of the title race you don't have any top four race to look forward to because you already have an assured place in another tournament that's even going to give you even more money than the league is going to give you and what's the champions league would have given you what's what else is there to look forward to on the domestic calendar because as the premier league has been going for the past maybe two three four years or something by january february there's only two teams left in the title race and then the rest are just fighting top four so you've taken that entire equation that entire angle of the league out because now you know that in fact and if you think about it if i know that i'm not winning the title i'm not getting relegated and i don't have to chase top four assuming we have a world cup in the summer why am i going to stress myself and risk injury to finish in a third spot when I know that it's not going to bring me anything and I might risk missing the World Cup. It's a very dangerous th- uh, path that they, that they are taking. And people are asking, uh, I've seen a, peop- a few people ask, what do the fans lose what if this ha- happens? Because we are going to see good football, we are going to see top quality football and all those things. But I think most of the fans asking this are fans of the big teams that are inside the tournament. They are only looking at this from their perspective. Because if I'm a fan of West Ham or Leicester, how can you look at my face and tell me what do I lose? When in essence, you're telling me that I can even win the league. Assuming Leicester, for example, in 2016, they win the league. And what do they? What else do they have to look forward to? Because the Champions League, you, you know that when you win the league or you finished off for you have a champions league sports waiting for you now with this super league i don't know how the structure is going to be in terms of how they're saying that they're going to be 15 uh 15 guaranteed teams 15 yeah and then five teams who qualify two ways we don't know because now in essence you're saying that the team that wins the premier league has to choose between all a team that finishes in the top four will have to choose between playing in the Champions League and playing in the Super League. I don't know how imagine, they're going to. <laughs> imagine, let's say, imagine, imagine, let's say, one of the top, um, the top, one of the one of the teams in this proposed league actually <laughs> gatekeeping. Their it's basically gatekeeping. They say that the person will. Yeah, play if you're not busy, then you're not gonna play me. You know, you know, you don't play my, you don't play my brothers. 
Yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I take, I take my ball and go home. <laughs> uh, you know, you see. So, so for example, I don't know how like the balance is going to be because as it stands, you have six Premier League teams, and then three La Liga teams, um, three Italian teams, and however they are going to do the rest, I don't know. So, assuming maybe Leicester finishes first in the league. You already have six Premier League teams. Are they going to add Leicester to make the Premier League seven, uh, team seven? And then you... Like, I don't know how the balance is going to be. And I don't know how... I don't know how other teams from other leagues are going to accept that model or see it as fair to them in addition to whatever is happening. So you can't look at teams like Leicester and West Ham because as things stand right now, Leicester and West Ham are qualifying for the Champions League. And you're telling me that fans of their teams don't have anything to lose if they qualify into a Champions League that doesn't have the teams that make the Champions League what it is. Because right now, the Champions League, the status of the Champions League is probably going to be like Europa mm-hmm. in terms of the quality are going to be meet. And in addition to that, the revenue of the Champions League is going to dip massively because the revenue is due to certain teams. So the thing is, I understand... I understand that UEFA has been cheating them for a long time. UEFA, FIFA, they have been cheating for them for a long time because they said something about how they make about three billion from the Champions League every season. Yet yeah, they, what, they the amount get like hundred million, about five hundred million to the Champions League. Yeah, teams. The, 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 then, the winner, the winner gets like hundred million. Yeah, three billion. And then they distribute another five hundred million. The, the winner gets eighty million. And mm-hmm. that's quite low considering how the yeah and the the bottom place team in the Premier League makes about ninety million. So the bottom place yeah you are getting more money to finish bottom in the Premier League than to win the Champions League. So they have genuine concerns. That one I don't think anybody can deny that. But they've just flipped the whole thing over because right now, as I said, you. You don't have anything. They are, they, are, they are cutting out teams completely from the equation. Like, they are, at least, at the very least, you have teams that, even though they are not at the top, there has always been a gap between teams at the top and teams at the bottom. And even though the gap might be unfair or something, there's still hope for teams. You know that, for example, Tottenham. About 15 years ago, Tottenham weren't a Champions League team. They were a team that was finishing 6th, 7th, like, they were like one of those teams. But in the past, let me see, 7 years, they've become more or less a regular team in the Champions League because Poch had them finishing in the Champions League for, was it 4 or 5 years in a row or something. So, even though the, the gap is there, you still have the hope that you can close the gap. Leicester have been in and around the top uh, places for two years now because last season they finished fifth this season as it stands they are third they might still fall out but there's still hope so it's not a, as closed as people like to make it seem there's still hope for teams to make their way into the top West Ham too are also they've also tried this season they are fourth as things stand but what this whole concept does is that it cuts mm. those teams out completely it removes hope from a certain level your hope now has like a glass ceiling in fact 
In fact, it's not a glass ceiling. It's a metal ceiling, solid metal ceiling, because you can see where your limit is. You can't cross that line. On every angle, on the moral aspect, mm-hmm. on the financial aspect, it's going to damage teams so badly. Like, you look at a team like Everton, for example. They are building a new stadium, or they are planning to build a new stadium. I don't know how far along they are with that, with those plans. But they, they've been planning to build a new stadium. They've pumped money into that whole plan. Imagine right now, imagine they were like Spurs, like they were like 30% into the building of the stadium and this thing comes up. Right now, your future revenue streams have all been cut down drastically and you still have to face your stadium construction, which you can't stop where it is. What happens to teams like that in that situation? So, Charlie, there are plenty, plenty issues with this entire thing that I just don't see how it's fair to a lot of teams. And in terms of how Kawa mentioned the competitive aspects of everything, Charlie, it's just cutting down a lot of things in the football world as we know it. And I just don't think it's something but, that Smiley, should But, um, I mean, even to, to continue where, where, where you ended from, I mean, part of the, the financial problem that would also be huge is that because there's this issue of the super clubs making way more money than the smaller clubs, it has debilitating effects. Now, and, and much of the effect will also come from um, will also hit the super clubs, so to speak. Because, for instance, if a club like Leicester or West Ham United are not making so much money um, from television rights or whatever because they, are not, they, they do not have an opportunity to play some of the top clubs to make that kind of money, then the only time they can make money is if one of these clubs expresses interest in their players. Mm-hmm. And then there will be transfer problems because mm-hmm. you'd have to buy someone like Mikel Antonio, I'm sorry, for for about 120 million because because exactly because you have so much money so so you would have to you know that's that's the amount of of money they are going to slap on a player like that and looking at a club like wolves for instance wolves have like if you look if you look at the wolves team they have one of the most exciting sides and they, they are a side that you know can be a feeder club to some of these top teams and imagine barcelona coming in for a player like like neto or like ruben neves they're going to pay so much money for those players. And transfer transfers are going to be, you know, thrown into chaos. Already it's into chaos. Because look at this, look at look at how much money Mino Raiola wants Alan to go for. And then, you know, there's an introduction of something like this. And then, you know, money, a lot of money is going to be doled out into transfer fees and stuff like that. And just to know that teams like Bayern Munich and Dortmund are also not you know, have not agreed to, to join the Super League, then that also means that if a player wants to move from Barcelona to, to Bayern Munich or a player wants to move from Dortmund to Real Madrid, then it's going to be it's going to be chaos. So even for the transfer market, it is not looking too good. Even another thing that I wanted to even add was that UEFA, they are not innocent in all of this. They are not all those governing bodies. They are not innocent in all of this. But another thing too is that the money, the revenue they make, they also use it to support other football initiatives, yeah. not just FIFA, but FIFA as well. Because, you know, even with this COVID thing, FIFA paid a lot of money to the different countries as some sort of support packages. I'm sure Kawa will be able to mention, talk about the money paid to Ghana and all those things. But I remember they said something, they even gave a specific um, allocation for 
where the money should go this amount should go to women's football so it's not like they are just keeping the money in their pockets for nothing and and uefa also so uses the money to support women's football they use some of the money to support the europa league they use some to support the other um tournaments and stuff that they they organize so the thing is is the, both of them have their faults the super league has their faults like is a is they are both bad in a certain if you look at them from a certain angle but it's a matter of lesser of two evils because at least with one side they are using the money they are at least helping the money they are not closing they are not creating a, a closed uh, mafia for one particular group even though when people when people talk about how UEFA have been pandering to the bigger clubs historically even in terms of how they had to expand the Champions League at one point and all those things it is it's, it's quite unfair for me to them because their their hands were tied they were forced into it because this isn't the first time this is happening because i read that um the first when the european cup was changed to the champions league um it was because silvio Berlusconi, yeah. the yeah. ac milan president i don't know if he's still the ac milan president but yeah uh, yeah that was i think yeah. Yeah. no not chairman no no former former, former chairman former, former chairman yeah, yeah. He was he initially tried to bring this entire idea around the 80s day, and that's what led to them expanding the Champions League. So it's not that UEFA just yeah. So it's not like it's not like UEFA just got up and started pandering to the bigger clubs. But the bigger clubs will always pressure you for their to their own benefits, and in the end, nine times out of ten, they'll get their own way. So it's it's not something that UEFA had. They were doing it on purpose, even though. They also benefit in some way. The bigger clubs also force them into a corner a lot well, of times. This this is why and, the financial fair play was uh, yeah. important, and and that is why UEFA should have enforced it. FIFA should have enforced it, and 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 it it, it should have helped football to stay at a certain level. Because Smiley, like you just mentioned, look at a club like Tottenham. What is Tottenham doing in a Super League? How did they make so? No, exactly. How did they make so much money to get into this level? Do you get it? So now, now Tottenham, of, Tottenham is a club that feels like they, they have the birthright to join the, the, the elites, you know, in, in Europe. But I'm sorry, you've just played in one Champions League final. The last time you won a league title was in 1961. You, you, you get it? It is because, it is, you see, exactly. Super, so it super is, club. It is just because right now they've, they've been able to manage the club world to make so much money. And... If, if, you, if you look at how UEFA has been pandering to big clubs and, and trying to expand things for big clubs to have an opportunity, an example is that, look, England have four qualifying slots to play in the Champions League. Now, of, of these four qualifying slots that, that will have to play in the Champions League, they are still fighting for more slots because now there's, there's something they call a top six. And so six of their teams should get into the Champions League just because you know, these clubs are, are bigger and huge. But what are the ramifications on a club in Russia who has finished second? Why can't a club in Russia who has finished second play in the Champions League? Or for instance, or for instance, in, in 2019, Ajax made it to the semi-final of the, of, the, of the UEFA Champions League. The next year, in 2020, they had to play two qualifiers to get into the Champions League group stage. Why does it have to be like that? And this is Ajax. This is one of the biggest teams in the world. And, you know, like, because of all of these things and, and how, you know, football has become now, 
they're sort of beginning to treat them like uh, uh, they, they aren't that much of a big club like we knew them to be. And it is all not helping. UEFA had to do something. They had to lay down the marker when everything started going wrong, and they didn't. So it is, one, it is their fault. And then two, I feel like the, the clubs have also become too powerful in some of these things. Now, let, let's just go back a bit to, to how, uh, you know, players could just um, sit down and, and run their, their contracts over and then it becomes a free transfer and they go. Previously, it wasn't like that. It, you know, previously, you, 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 even if, even if your, 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 your contract ends, your club is going to get something from you. And then somewhere in the 90s, some, some Belgian player just stood up and said, yo, I mean, I'm not going to agree to this, so let me, let's guy. just start making reforms. He took it, 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 it became a huge legal matter, and then he won, and then, you know, everything changed in football. But sometimes, some of these things are good, change is good at some point, but at some point also, there's also a problem. Because, like I mentioned, if clubs are getting bigger and bigger, now, don't forget that a club like Everton are also knocking hard on the doors of this supposed England top six. Everton are making money gradually by the day. If Everton makes so much money and gets to the level so, of Spurs, does England become a top seven? So, if, I have, if Villa I have makes a, I have money to the extent the that it becomes like Everton as well, made. does it become first, a top eight? Do we have a well, top ten? You know, Tottenham something has to stop. Described as at some point, it has to stop. You get because, and that's what you. No, no, no. I'm not trying to diss them. I'm trying to understand what they define by a super club, because as Kawa said, they haven't won anything. They haven't. They've played in one Champions League final. It is the biggest finesse I have ever seen. Because first of all, they are a rich club. Their gross debt is actually 831 million pounds because of that stadium they built. So they 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 owe they owe a lot of money. So they they, they cannot be described as a, a rich club. Is it is, so now we're looking at the type of stadium you have or what? Because Ultra Ford, apparently they're outside all the rust. The boys know the oh no real talk. Uh, I I, I, I never you talk. That. You said they're outside all the still all the rust and things. The, the boys now invest in the stadium. And it's it's a it's a it's a big it's a big like why is Arsenal there? You have to be to be called super, you have to merit it. <laughs> you can't just self-acclaim yourself super and then, yeah, in that. Like, you for Enam. But, like, as what's he to do for that? Right now, people know if you watch Yusef. I'd rather watch Ajax play Barca because I know that the game will jump past uh, watching Arsenal play Barca. I, I, I can't really predict the score. Even in Barca State. And so, all of these teams that they're saying, oh, we are super clubs. Who told you you are super? Yeah. Is it? It's, it's like, true. It's, it's self-proclaimed. They're there for relax. Everybody for relax. The Babadi cry. That's yeah. way too much power. And when I realized the way they were pushing agendas today, everybody gets in way of convincing the media, say, no, if I talk to this one, pair, this person, why is it that Sky Sports all of a sudden is region free? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, at first, every video is unviewable in your country. Now they, are, they affect the worldwide uh, fan base already be region free. I mean, let's, let's, everybody be crossed, but make, make everybody just relax and make me talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a direct. No, Corey, you see, I even like the, the, the issue you just spoke about, about debt. It's not just, it's not just, uh, it's not just Spurs. Barcelona in debt, AC Milan in debt, Inter, in, in, Inter Milan are in debt. And Inter Milan's debt is actually very, very huge. And Inter Milan are, you know, they are at a point where 
things might go really, really bad because their their owners in China have have been forced to close down their club at China. Their club in China has gone into administration. So the, all they have is yeah, exactly. So all they have is Milan, and all they have is Inter. I beg your pardon. And 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 they are trying to make you know um, all the money that they can make as possible with patients. Inter Milan as a brand. <laughs> and and this is all part of what they are doing. And you see, if you check some clubs like Arsenal, for instance, Arsenal are not in debt. United are not in debt. Manchester City, Chelsea do not need the money. They, they don't even need it because these guys are, are you know, a Chelsea, royal state. Exactly. Chelsea, Chelsea is not in debt. Manchester City is a club that, I mean, you know, like what kind of money are you going to give Manchester City for them? Exactly. They are backed by a state. You get it. They so it's, so it, is, it is even very funny that these clubs who are in debt have been able to convince the ones who are not in debt to come and say, oh, uh, let's form a Super League and play and, yeah. and, and see what we are going to do. So it is, it, is just like, it is just like, you know, these clubs trying to save their, 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 their brothers or friends in another, in another part. But look, look at how many teams in England have, have gone into administration because they couldn't pay a club like... A, cl- a club like a club like Portsmouth, a club like Sunderland. So, where has football gotten to? Has, football has gotten to a point where, you know, no one cares about anybody anymore, you know, but it, it's, it's, it's a problem. You see, the thing is, no matter how you look at it, me, anytime I think about it, I, I just don't get it. But I just hope that, you know, UEFA can sit down and, and get to uh, a final point with this thing. Because if they allow this thing to happen... I think I think football is just going to go away. The thing is, you know, as fans, we are going to watch it, we'll enjoy it, you know, we'll watch it, but over a period, football is not going to be like it used to be and it will be bad. You people are former high school. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll pick up right where Kawawa uh, sort of ended. F- football as we know it is not football as it has, as it, as it has been. Right? So... Obviously, I'm sure at one point in time where um, leagues were changing, leagues were being formed, the competition was changing, there would have been some backlash or there would have been some eyebrows raised and whatnot as to how and why and, you know, various brouhaha about the whole matter and whatnot. I am not for the, I'm not for the manner and the way this is happening, but I am for a competition like this being realized only because it sort of sets the standard as to how clubs should operate because long has the power been taken away from fans and put in the hands of businessmen right we always look at the big clubs who have um, a huge amount of uh, money to play around with you know sort of investing in players and, and infrastructure and all these things Hardly do they get to see a return on their investment unless their, t- unless their team performs well. Now, from a, p- a fan's uh, point of view, you can say that hire this coach or get this player, play this formation, what's, 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 what. All they care about is what, is, is what their returns look like at the, end of, um, at the end of a season. And honestly, these clubs do not know whether their transfer budget will be $70 million or 170 million at the end of the season, unless they qualify for a competition, which they feel like they are not even properly valued in. Smiley alluded to that fact that he's all for change, he's all for money being um, involved in these types of things, but then the manner in which it was done might not have been cool. Now, they have been sort of threatening UEFA and 
the Champions League has been changing over the last couple of years in small ways. And even it just changed yesterday. They are now introducing a new competition being the uh, Europa Conference or something like that. They said that right now the Champions League would be uh, 36 teams instead of 32. Like they kept on hearing them, but then because they felt like they had some form of power to sort of dictate how they are to perform, the, these 12 clubs or 15 clubs came and said, no, they actually have all the power, which they rightly do because that power has shifted away from UEFA a long fucking time ago. If you have billionaires controlling clubs and a group of them come together to say that we are removing all that money and we will dictate where that money goes, right? Fans will be in an uproar. The, the governing bodies will be in an uproar and what's not. But at the end of the day, the clubs know that they need them. There's absolutely no way that you can come and tell me that FA, uh, the English FA will say that they will, they will relegate United. They can threaten, all right, they can say that they will do that, but then how, how, how much do you think it will hurt them? It's a money thing altogether, and they want to be able to control where that money goes. That's really all this. It's, it's a power play which we are all witnessing right in front of our very eyes. And I've seen the funny comments like, Charlie, like 20, 50 years from now, we go see, say, Ronaldo, there's all the records be doing, like, like the way Pele <laughs> say he scored 1,000 goals. <laughs> Meanwhile, two, one of them before exhibition matches and says, you know, like, we will hold on to how pure the game was back in the Meanwhile, too, it might have evolved to the place where it's supposed to be at. Yes. Right? Now, and I understand, I understand that this is a very, 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 very particular subject because once you start, you know, threatening these things and what that, what that means is the way that they treat the club is the way that they would treat the fans, right? You have these models which are being uh, touted in a different region because make no mistake about it, this is the Americans who are involved here. Right, they have their franchises, they have their 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 world championship. Meanwhile, to be one <laughs> be one country pair and they play the team for. You know, like they have their way in which they see their thing. Because football is a global sport. It is the world sport. If you say that, like you said, they amass over three billion in revenue and they are only sharing about six to eight hundred million in prize money and development, where the other billion they go. You know, I'm 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 not siding with the clubs, but at the same time too, I understand their position that they are running a business. They have to be able to see a return of their profit. And they they don't know. They feel like the best way to achieve that is by top the top clubs playing each other. I don't feel like that's absolutely true. Because if you keep it between yourself, obviously football has some magic and some soul to it that everyone's being being sentimental about and speaking to, right? Which is fair, to be honest. It's a it's a sport which was born out of the working class and has become the world sport. Everyone loves it. Everyone wants to play and everyone wants to tap into it. And when you have corporations and all these other entities trying to take a piece or trying to control it the people who were in control of it before then come and say no then then try and fight against but we want to if they were to let it go they don't know how 
how that could you know turn out you know because look at the the, the 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 footballing model in um, germany right now and that's why Bayern has even come out to say i don't do it because they control or the clubs control um the way that they play or the way it's broadcasting and what like it's a it's a fan-owned um venture so a lot of money is kept indoors and you know you can sort of attribute it to the way that they perceive life and all because it's a, it's a very german thing Whereas, you know, they want to keep everything in-house, is run effectively, and you know, it just made, it's just that maybe, a, yeah, a bit of quality is missing and, you know, all that. You have the other leagues in Spain where it's kind of fan-owned, but then you still have entities controlling it. You see, Kiel, the in- I want <laughs> to give you a quote to, to, for, to consider what you're saying, yeah, because this just came out a few minutes ago. And Paris is is a support. Is is funny enough exactly what you said. Paris said the attractive thing is football is playing between big clubs. The value of television increases and more income is generated. It is not just the rich who want the Super League. We are doing it to save football because it is at a critical moment. I I, I don't understand the delusion in which they are in. I think they were talking about making some solidarity payments to the smaller teams the way UEFA does, but they'll be giving them more. But you see, they forget that it's not just about the money you give them, more, but even for them to play against you, for a team like Celtic to it's play a, against you in the Champions League, those things all benefit them. Like, it's not. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a very big, a big deal. deal. Like, all those smaller teams getting to play against the big bigger teams in the Champions League. And. It, one thing, another thing that doesn't sit right with me about all this is big teams like essentially controlling, having forming an, a, a, an association of their own, like a governing body of their own over a tournament. Because they, they don't even have a governing body now. Because yeah, <laughs> you see, because right now, as things stand for the Super League, the governing body is being chaired by um, Perez. And then, the yeah, and then the vice chairs, they, they have like three vice chairs, including the Glazers and all those people. Now, even for the integrity of the sports, like if you're thinking about it, even in the Champions League, for the past how many years, how many times do you hear that people are saying that, yeah, this match they fix some for Barca, this match they bribe this, this referee, they do this thing. Right now, you're playing a, a league where certain teams are essentially controlling the league so it means they are the ones in charge of the organization the refereeing all those things when you look at all everything combined now for example if one of the founding teams is playing against one of the the other sanquas teams the invited teams or the The other teams teams. (laughs) how do you if for example Madrid versus um, Madrid versus West Ham assuming West Ham qualifies Madrid versus West Ham and a lot of refereeing decisions are going the way of Madrid suddenly there are going to be eyebrows raised because mm, the team mm-hmm. belonging to the the team that is uh, what the, the, the team where Perez, Perez is the president is getting all these, these decisions going their way you should say something or they go on like it's going to be hard not to doubt the integrity of the league at any point where one of the founding teams benefits in some way, whether it's valid or not, Charlie, there's always going to be the eyebrows raised. And even when you look down like into the future, I mean, I see these things as a slippery slope because the moment you start it, there's no turning back. It could, different things could come out of it. Like, who knows, maybe like 20 years from now, 
another group of teams from within this group of founding fathers go talk say yeah so ladies Tottenham and Arsenal boys and they hold you back oh. yeah this is a shot we come on them and do our own thing like and then I thought jokes jokes are you when they mom turn on and say Charlie these people there them chop on they know they know they inside you bab it could even go the other way like you're saying like any it could start you see the way in boxing right now you have so many governing bodies you have IBO you have WO WBO boxing there the spoiler boxing the spoiler yeah you see and it could happen very easily in this one where right now even it it could come to the domestic leagues where. Maybe United could gather like some ten teams in the league and say, "Yeah, let's form our own closed domestic league." In addition to the small Westeros things we they talk about, yeah, form. Let's form our own small domestic league with no relegation or anything, so that I want to. We are protected on all angles everywhere. It's something that it could happen because these things there, like it always starts from somewhere the same way the champions league was once the european cup it became the it became the champions league right now see what is happening it's one thing always leads to another so if you're not able to cap it at a certain level it could just go out of control at a certain point and just destroy everything that we've always known well everyone's stance seems to be no this is obviously a developing story which has um, ruffled a lot of feathers caused a lot of commentary brought about a lot of articles and whatnot so i will leave this or the remainder of the conversation to the listeners and the fans and see what they uh, think about it if you want to uh, please interact with us on our social media handles especially on twitter itw podcast gcr Anyone can hit me up personally on my Twitter at JRK Kawawa Yelfosu. Yelfosu. Corey at Corey Owen. You don't add my own. Maybe you don't add my own. Maybe you don't add my own. Everybody know you. Not Every day, me alone. I don't know what's me I do. Why? But yeah, we definitely will be covering this. Uh, story much more on our next episode we just had to get this out there um more we'd even yeah. touch Mourinho. ha ha but then what's up <laughs> yeah the first super league first super league manager, <laughs> charlie charlie poppy poppy oh charlie but it'd be cool it'd be cool uh yeah atw atw thank thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys we'll be back this weekend hopefully full squad Come on, I hope so you can join me because this one. Yeah, 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 this weekend. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, all right, all right. Then we get full squad. We get full squad. <laughs> all right, all right. Catch you on the next one. ACW dominates the conversation. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol! Turns out the final. Hazard! The title for Leicester City tonight! Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good!